Welcome to the Get Heard with Ian Roth podcast, where it is our mission to enable leaders to effectively engage and motivate their audience through written and verbal communication. Hey, everybody, how's it going? This is Ian from the Get Heard with Ian Roth podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is episode number four, and again, still in the Lancaster, Ohio recording studio slash dining room. So if you hear some weird sounds, weird noises, this is not my normal recording environment. You might hear the refrigerator randomly decide to make ice or the house make creaks and groans or something like that. I will do my best to edit those out, but out of my element here a little bit as I'm still traveling and I try the absolute best to bring you the most professional studio professionally mixed and mastered podcast but as I only do this part-time some sounds and noises might have slept snuck through the cracks here so I apologize deeply in advance and I know it just is extremely unprofessional no I'm kidding but uh, yeah new house new environment goofy sounds I can hear them all the time as I'm talking to you right now so I'll try my best to edit those out But I'm just so excited that after the last episode, the three things to not do to sound like an idiot or a moron when talking or writing emails or communicating, this is an episode I'm super excited to discuss and can't wait to share it with you. So before we get into that, again, I just wanted to say thank you so incredibly much and Last episode and this episode is not about to embarrass you or bring you down or, you know, make you feel like you're a terrible public communicator or just communicator at all. I don't want to do that. I just want to bring some things to your attention that I noticed that I did over the last couple years. I noticed my friends and peers doing. I notice just people who I really have no association with doing all the time, whether it's out in public, strangers, YouTube videos, It's random people I hear talking. So I wanted to bring these things to light, bring them to your attention so you can recognize them. And if you're doing them, maybe think about not doing them because it is just so incredibly important that we communicate effectively and clearly. As leaders, it gives us not only a clear and concise message to the people we are leading, but it shows them that we are credible, we are competent and well-spoken. And with those three things, I will tell you, ladies and gentlemen, people are much more likely to follow you and listen to you and fight for your cause if you can do that effectively. So today's episode is all going to be about just one thing. We'll call this like a bonus to the last episode. So something that might grind my gears that I hear people say or see in emails more than anything else, and you think it has to be something horrendous like using the word ain't, which does or something just egregious like that. But you might not even realize that you're doing this or other people are doing it. And what is it? Why am I beating around the bush so much and just being this kind of clickbait vibrato here? It is speaking in absolutes. Speaking in absolutes. So what is an absolute? An absolute is defined as something that defines things which are pure, perfect, guaranteed, all-embracing, exact, precise, conclusive, and unquestionable. So absolute words have no exception. So they speak to the fact of something being 100% correct or 100% wrong. 
So what are some of these words? And am I saying that you should get rid of them from your speech altogether? No, I'm not saying that. I'm not speaking in an absolute saying you should never use absolutes, but I'm just saying you need to be conscious of when you're using these words because very often when you use an absolute word in a sentence, you're not really meaning to say what you just said. So if you are using an absolute, if you're saying all people do this, you need to make sure that that is a true and correct statement. If I say all people brush their teeth, no, not all people brush their teeth. So I can't say that because I'm, I'm lumping people into a group which are not actually there. So what are, what are some, uh, some absolute words that we often hear? I didn't say always hear, often hear. So all, always, every, only, never, none, not, and must. So the big ones that stick out to me that I hear often are all, always, every, all, always, every, never, and none. Or some other ones are nobody, no one, everybody, kind of have that every and no uh, root word in there. So why should we not use absolutes when we don't absolutely intend to use absolutes? So it compromises our integrity. Our integrity will be questioned. And again, if you're a leader, integrity is like the the main thing that you have going for you. So you need to keep that integrity forever. If you lose your integrity as a leader, you are no longer an effective leader. And I will would even argue you're no longer actually a leader. So uh, we should not use absolutes because it compromises our integrity. If we choose to use absolutes too frequently, um, people won't believe what we're saying because we're not speaking the truth. So there are not many absolutes in life except when it comes to truths and lies. So make sure if you're using these words all, every, none, never, all the time, every, if I didn't say that one, make sure that they are true statements when you are using them. So we discussed the words a little bit and just, again, I want to hit on the head why these absolute words, we'll say specifically here, always and never are are not good words to use unless you have data to substantiate their use and communication. So always and never specifically aren't really quantifiable words and generally are the matter of someone's opinion. You never put the toilet seat down. You always leave the garage door open. So again, that's in this situation, that's my opinion, more or less. I don't, I'm not able to quantify saying, well, you left the garage door open two of the last five times. No, I'm not quantifying it in anything. I probably have absolutely no idea what the quantifiable amount of occurrences that you did that, that you, you know, left the garage door open were. So I'm just summing all those up, lumping them all together, the times you left it open and closed and just saying always. So not good to do often, always and never are used when you're accusing someone of doing something. So a very negative connotation. So another, another thing that always and never can do is put someone on the defensive. You're accusing them of something. So the person that you are accusing, the person of whom you are accusing, is going to be on the defensive right away and you're gonna, is going to put that communication barrier wall up and not going to have good back and forth communication 
with that person. And another thing that always and never can do, it indicates that you're lazy in your thinking. So laziness of thought, that you're not really trying to have a good, make a good point. You're just kind of too lazy to think of something good. So you just say, throw something together, like you always do this. Well, no, most of the time I don't. Yes, I, I do sometimes, but most of the time I don't. And you're just being lazy and trying to make an accusation. So therefore, you're saying, I always leave the garage door up. So again, not saying to never use these words, but you have to really be careful when you're speaking with someone about using these words unless they are true, 100% correct statements. So what are some ways around this? You know, I can tell you when I'm standing in front of a group of 153 people, and I have 153 sets of eyeballs on me. I want to make sure that I don't speak in absolutes because, again, I think that it really, really deteriorates your credibility if you speak in absolutes without having, without them being true. So how do you avoid doing this and sounding a little bit more, I don't want to say educated or smart or just a little bit more well-spoken? Well, Instead of saying always, you can say often. Instead of saying every, you can say some or most. Most is a good word to use there because every means obviously all, 100%, whereas most means greater than 50%, usually. You know, most is a majority of, of something. So every one of you will do something stupid this weekend because it is the 4th of July. Well, now most of you will do something stupid this weekend because it's the 4th of July. Yeah, for whatever reason, fireworks come into my head, even though it's like late December, January timeframe. So to, to get the same point across, substitute the word most for all. A good word for to substitute for always is most of the time. So always is usually tends to be a little bit of time-based. So you can say most, like we discussed before, most of the time you do this. Or often you do this. So often, again, in my head makes me think of more than, greater than 50% of the time. So instead of saying always, most, often. Often is a good word. It's not implying 100%. It's not implying that you always do something, it's saying, you know, more so than not, you do this. So why do people speak in absolutes? I mean, besides the laziness factor, which I discussed a couple minutes ago, when in an argument kind of setting, I think the reason people like speaking in absolutes and it makes sense to them is because our brains are more easily, can more easily decipher black and white. So something is either A or B. It's either black or white. It's either up or down. It's either left or right. So those are kind of two absolute quantities, ways of measurement, quantifiable things, left or right, up or down, one or two. And it's just, it's so much simpler for us to think that way. And it's really not easy to, to kind of decipher the in-between 
space or like the gray area, some people may say. So we like to, our brain likes to lump things into two categories and it's just easier, easier for us to think that way. Therefore, it's easier for us to talk that way. Whereas always on one side, never on the opposite side. So the two absolutes. And then between those, you have often, you have sometimes, and you have frequently. Those are kind of those gray area words, but I'm telling you, if you can use those effectively and kind of eliminate the absolute language from your speaking and from your writing, uh, unless you, again, absolutely mean to put those in there and, and have and are able to back up using those words like I discussed earlier, it'll just make you a, a much more, a much, you, it'll make you, it'll allow you to communicate much more clearly. So again, probably one of the biggest things that grinds my gears when I hear people talk and I see writing in emails and other written communication, speaking in absolutes. And I can't believe I just spent like 10 plus minutes talking about this. People don't do it. If you hear someone say it, say an absolute, like I'm at work and I hear my coworker say, well, he always, or what would be a good one? I'm, I'm at work and I hear my coworker say, well, he never fills up the coffee pot when it's empty. I, I challenge you go up to that person and say, Hey, are you sure that he's, he never does that? Are you always, are you there every time that he takes the last cup of coffee out of the pot and, and you can validate that every time he does that, he doesn't fill it up? Or are you just making an assumption based on a frequency of occurrences and extrapolating that to be that that person never does something? So again, something to think about, something to discuss when you hear your coworkers, peers doing it, and it will make you a better communicator, a better speaker, a better writer. So, and that's what this podcast is all about. So if you like the Get Heard with Ian Roth podcast, I would love if you would reach out, leave me a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, send me an email at ian at highhopesinitiative.com. That is still my email that I have going on. Find me on LinkedIn at Ian M as in Matthew Roth and the number one at the end. And I would uh, just love to hear your feedback, love to hear of some topics for upcoming episodes. And again, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, I will talk to you later.